Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, bringing help and encouragement to those dealing with real-life issues. To learn more, visit ConqueringSeedsOfDestruction.com. Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, and my name is Maureen Wild-Smith. Over the next weeks, I will be sharing with you some of my podcasts that have made the list of being the best of conquering the seeds of destruction. Now, whether this is your first time hearing the podcast or you remember it from before, I pray that it will provide help and encouragement to you in your life. Today, I hope you are looking forward to seeing how God plants this seed of survival within you to uproot the destructive behaviors of the seed of disapproval and the roots of insecurity, being unstable, and having a nervous breakdown. Now, if you need to review what I have discussed in those areas, please feel free to visit the website and click on the podcast titled Conquering the Seeds of Destruction. So let's go ahead and begin. God's seed of survival that conquers that seed is the seed of approval. Let's define approval. So approval actually means to have or express a favorable opinion of or to accept as satisfactory. Now, the scripture that I'm using comes from 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, and it says, Study and be eager and do your utmost to present yourself to God, approved, tested by trial, a workman who has no cause to be ashamed, correctly analyzing and accurately dividing, rightly handling and skillfully teaching the word of truth. Now, just to also give you some insight, I use this particular scripture from the Amplified version because, of course, you can hear more words in there to give you a deeper understanding of the actual scripture. So I just wanted to give you a heads up on that. Now, we have discussed already in the past that everything that God created was good. He even says it in Genesis chapter one, verse 31. And God saw everything that he had made and behold, it was very good. Now, as you know, he also created male and female in his own image. Now, if God himself loves you so much that he wants you to look like him, why do you have the disapproval, the insecurities, the instabilities, or even the nervous breakdown that you have had? Part of it is it's mainly because the enemy doesn't want you to know who you are and whose genes you actually have. The enemy keeps distracting you with as many things and people as possible so that it takes you away from spending time with God and even discovering who you are and who you are created to be. Also, as I mentioned in the scripture with 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, you have to put the work in. It specifically says to study and be eager to present yourself to God approved and also correctly analyzing and dividing the word of truth. Now, I mentioned last week that each of us should know the word of God for ourselves and that we should know it so well that when we hear it incorrectly, it should cause us to really feel it in our spirit. 
the Holy Spirit resides in us. Although there are many great preachers and teachers in today's time. And let me just say there are some awesome ones that are carrying the gospel and sharing the word of God. There is still no greater teacher than the master himself. The Lord wants us to know him like he knows us. So let's go ahead and go deeper and look at these two scriptures. And so the first one that I'm going to actually share with you comes from Jeremiah chapter one, verse five, that says, before I formed you in the womb, I know and approved of you as my chosen instrument. And before you were born, I separated and set you apart, consecrating you and I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Now, the second scripture that I'm going to share with you comes from Matthew chapter 10, verse 30, which says, and the very hairs on your head are all numbered. Now, if God knows and approves of each one of you before you were born, and he knows the number of hairs on your head, I do believe he knows you better than you know yourself. So then you ask the questions. Why is my life so hard? Why is my life so bad and miserable? Many times it has to actually do with the direction or the things that you have been seeking after without God being in the picture or a part of your plan. Now, since I have already shared with you that God knows you, how often have you looked to God to help you? And also, Are you currently looking to him to help guide you on the path that you are on? If you haven't sought him out, let's start now since you are in this journey of a new beginning with him this month. If you were to examine your past and the things that didn't go as you had planned, did you have consistent communication with God? If so, what was he saying to you? Were you obedient to him? Did you spend more time asking God for certain things for him to give you as opposed to listening to what he said back to you and what he wanted you to do for him? Now, granted, it is easy to get influenced to follow a different path because sometimes we want the path of least resistance or we may just want immediate fulfillment. Let me also add, there are times that you may follow a path because you may think that it will gain the approval of others because you may tend to be maybe a people pleaser or it causes you to just be noticed. Be cautious if you allow yourself to be consumed with what other people think. Try not to allow their opinions of you be your focus. Seek after God's voice and more importantly, the approval of God. I want you to really understand that you have an audience of one. Now, granted, you may have many people that are in your circle or that you communicate with, but each and every day, I want you to focus on having an audience of one and that one, of course, being God and making sure that you're really living by that. Now, on another note, it is easy to want to blame the enemy for everything that doesn't go right in your life. 
However, if you are truly honest with yourself, you may start to see that some of the decisions that you made were stemmed from your own selfishness and maybe your inner wants and desires. Because you have the freedom to choose things, you may choose wrong, either because of peer pressure or because it makes you feel included, or maybe it is because it is just something that you want or enjoy doing. It is during these times that you must have the courage to pull your mirror up to see what the real issue is. And as a result, you will be able to see the beautiful person that God has created and approved of and try to hold on to that. Don't beat yourself up. Now let's go into a different direction with this. Maybe you have chosen to do things that would please God and other people start to talk about you or make fun of you or maybe even ridicule you because you are following Jesus. They may even say that you are weak or inferior or maybe even limited in your abilities because of your belief in Jesus. If that is the case, they don't really know what Jesus Christ came to do. And they probably haven't had that personal encounter or experience with him to know him. Now, I have never seen in the Bible where Jesus is weak or inferior or limited in his abilities. The opposite is actually true. <laughs> because of his actions and demonstrations of healing the sick, walking on water, raising the dead, performing miraculous events. And then we see him being crucified for sins that he didn't do. He conquered death and the enemy. He redeemed mankind with his blood and sacrifice. He provided a way for us to be restored back to God and to give man the ability to have eternal life with him. So when you think about all those things, these are absolutely not ways of being considered weak and inferior. Now, people may say them because they don't believe in what Jesus did. And unfortunately, their lack of belief will be their issue to deal with. Let me go ahead and add, choosing Christ may not place you in the so-called in crowd according to the world's standards, but it will definitely place you in the in family according to God's standards. Jesus approves of you and validates you because you are one of his. You belong to him and he would want nothing more than for you to spend more time with him to get to know who he is and the blessings that await you. Now, if you have chosen to be in the in family instead of the in crowd, always celebrate that and embrace it. That is an awesome thing to know that you are part of God's kingdom. Keep in mind that the father cares for you, protects you, nurtures, builds, develops, delivers, heals, restores, saves, forgives. He helps you. He seeks you. He comforts you. He strengthens you. He trusts you and he unconditionally loves you. There is nothing that can separate you from God's love. And it is actually confirmed in Romans chapter eight, verses 38 through 39, which says, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Now, when you look at it like that, it should make your feelings grow more and more for him. Think about it. 
His love is unconditional and nothing can separate you from that. Even with all of the mistakes that you might make, he still displays his love to you and gives you chance after chance after chance. Now the question is, do you believe that? Do you believe that nothing can separate you from God's love? I really do hope you do. Now, what makes that also so powerful is that God is not constantly keeping a record of all the mistakes that you make and then ready to throw them back in your faces. Micah chapter seven, verse 19 says, he will again have compassion on us and will subdue our iniquities. He will cast all our sins into the depths of the sea. He throws them into the sea of forgetfulness to remember them no more. However, when you have had a disagreement with your friend or family member, now that may be a time where it resurfaces again to kind of remind you of the things that you did wrong. And if and when that does happen, don't let that discourage you. Because like I said, God is a forgiving God. And you have to sometimes just learn how to forgive yourself. Now, in closing, I do want to leave this with you. Just as God forgives you of the mistakes that you make, you have to learn how to do the same. I do hope that you can learn how to trust yourself again in spite of what has happened to you in your past. You have to give yourself another chance and another chance, just like you get from Jesus. Pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and let's try it again. So today we covered part one of the seed of approval and tomorrow I'm going to actually cover part two and the conclusion of God's seed of survival with the seed of approval. So I hope that you come back tomorrow and continue to see how things unfold and what God will do in our lives as we are conquering the seeds of destruction. Take care and stay safe. Public author and speaker Maureen Y. Smith brings help and encouragement to deal with real life issues, giving you permission to live the life of abundance that God wants you to live, allowing peace, joy, and freedom to reign in your life. To book Maureen at your next event or small group, email conqueringseedsofdestruction at gmail.com. And to follow Maureen along in this radio journey, purchase your discounted copy of Conquering the Seeds of Destruction book and workbook at conqueringseedsofdestruction.com. That's conqueringseedsofdestruction.com.